And here's what I want to ask you. What is holding you back? What is the thing that's holding you back from going after your dreams and from finding meaningful work you love? Aren't you ready to wake up to the possibilities that are in your life and go after the things you've dreamt of? It's time for you to feel alive again, lit up, and for you to know that you're deserving and you are worthy for the future that's waiting for you. I want you to feel fulfilled and find abundance in your life. I think it's time and I'm ready to help you get started. Now I'm your host, Kristen, of Building a Life You Love. And each week on the show, we're going to help you figure out how you do go after your dreams and find work you love. Here we go. Let's get started. I think you're going to love today's conversation. I talked to the fairy godmother of life coaching. She brings all her magic and wonder and energy to this conversation about how we stop playing small, how we claim our desires, and we create a life on purpose that we know is what's waiting for us. So take a listen. Hi, today on the show, I would like to welcome Gail Keys Allen. She is an ex-accountant turned life coach, and she coaches perfectionist women on having a life and business that blows their mind. Welcome, Gail. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. Well, the first thing I'd love to do is have you share with the listeners a little bit about your backstory and your journey and your career being an accountant and how you now moved into helping women in such a powerful way. Well, I'm going to start way back. I'm a Jersey girl, grew up on the Jersey Shore, barefoot and at the beach all the time, and went to college. You know, I'll kind of speed through it, but went to college and then moved to the Washington, D.C. area. And that's really where I've been the bulk of my life. The accounting career totally happened by accident. I went to college for business and um, ended up ended up just falling into accounting. Basically, a headhunter called me. I was good with numbers and had taken accounting courses and ended up in that position for 16 years. But it was not really me. And um, at that time, I had just recently gotten divorced. I have a daughter daughter who was a teenager at the time, and I had to make money and I, I needed to have a good job. So they had a hunter, you know, called me. I ended up getting recruited there and I just left there five weeks ago. So it's been a roller coaster ride. But the thing that led me to life coaching was that in January 2019, I suddenly lost my hearing from an allergic reaction to CBD oil. And I was on sick leave for four months, getting all these crazy medical treatments. And I have, it was my left ear, just my left ear. Um, I have gotten a lot of my hearing back, but I was off for a long time. And my job was trying to get me to collect disability. And I was like, no way, I'm getting better. I am coming back to work. I come back to work. And the end of the year, when it came time for reviews and raises, um, basically, I, I did the payroll. And so I was brought given a spreadsheet to do the pay, pay increases and everything. And mine said zero. And my Christmas bonus was a quarter of what it had been over all the years I had been there. And so um, I met with the head. I worked for a law firm. I met with the head partner. He proceeded to tell me that I was highly compensated enough and that they weren't going to pay me any more money. And it was just kind of like a light bulb went off. I, I wasn't mad. 
I just knew that it was time for me to get serious and take my life in my hands. And I walked back to my office and I sat down and I I say it was God because it was just like this voice speaking to me. And I heard uh, they do not get to dictate how much money you make. And from there, it's been a whirlwind. It's been really crazy. So that was in December. Last year, I um, did a three-month program where I really learned to do things quick and messy and let go of my perfectionistic ways because I was so crazy about everything being perfect. Um, And from there, I just started doing things quick and messy. I started teaching a Canva class because somebody said, oh, you're a Canva expert. They'd seen some things I did. I was just like, I'm just going to sell and figure it all out. Um, I had been coached by coaches before, and I thought about becoming a life coach, but being a single person, I really wanted a newly single person. I really wanted a steady income. So after being in that program, I just decided I'm, I'm going all in and I registered with the life coach school. And I don't want to make it seem like it was easy because that school is extremely expensive. And I had a lot of mind drama about, I, I mean, I, at the time I was 64 and, you know, society says at this age, you should be shutting things down and disappearing, basically go retire somewhere and, you know, sit in a rocking chair. And I was, that was just not me. So I just, I got coached around like taking that leap and investing in myself and betting on myself, got certified clients, made my money back pretty quickly. And I've been on that journey since last year. I got certified in September of last year. Since then, I've quit my job. So, so much has happened in a short period of time. And I really want to emphasize to people that we can make quantum leaps. It does not have to take a long time to change our lives. I changed my life more in the past year than I did in the past probably 15 years. So that's, you know, I know I've talked a little about it, but. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. First of all, so many things of that. Uh, When you were talking about the raise or not getting the, you know, the yearly raise and all that, I literally had goosebumps like that whole conversation. And I was like, oh, my gosh. So that was it's amazing because that's what happens to most of us. At some point, we might have been having this feeling, this yearning, like we know deep down we need to move into something else. But usually there's a moment when we finally realize enough's enough. Like we, we need to figure out another way. So I love that because we're going to talk about that in a few minutes. Okay. But the other thing is you said something that's so important, which was, you know, you can make quantum leaps. It doesn't have to take a long time. And I was just listening to an interview with Guy Hendricks, who wrote The Big Leap and then his new book. I don't know if it's called The Zone of Genius, but something like that. Okay. And he just said sometimes the a huge shift and someone takes only 10 minutes of working with him or an hour, not weeks or months. Now that doesn't mean you don't need to do continuous work, but the shift in how they feel about themselves or the shift of seeing the possibility or whatever it is. So I love that you said that because I think it's an important point. We did, we at some point just make the decision and then, you know, if we need to get the help, get the help, but move into it, you know, start trying the things. So that's yeah. so good. A lot of people get caught up in the how. We don't need to know how. We just need to put one foot in front of the other and the how will show up. Yeah. Well, and I think too, you know, and this has happened to me as well. I think most people, 
we not only the how, but we get stuck in the, this has to be right. Like I, I can't move unless I'm certain this is my next big right move or this, this is my next right career role or whatever it is. Instead of saying, no, I can just test and try things little bits until I get that momentum. Totally, totally. And I, I really had to do that with quitting my job. I mean, I, I don't, it's still new to me. I don't know how it's all going to play out, but I'm worth it. And we're, we're worth it. We're worth risking that for our happiness. We really are because most people sit in jobs that they really don't like for many, many years, counting down how long till they can retire. And it's just like, it's crazy. I, I did it too. So, you know, I totally get it, but we have to really show people that there's another option. Yeah, it's so true. I mean, I just had a conversation. Well, I've had many conversations with people about that same topic, but one person in particular, I was talking to them and they said, well, I'm just going to keep staying in my current role. You know, it was like a city type job. We'll just say that because the longer I stay right, then I get a little bit more money for retirement. But I thought, but how much more if you stay miserable for, and and I wouldn't say they're miserable, but they're not, they're not as satisfied as they could be. And they were like, well, it's just kind of the safer thing to do instead of, but what if you did something else? You even started on the side and you realize your income potential is so much greater than just staying at the job you're not even satisfied with, but we're so scared and stuck in that place. That's why we have to have more conversation like this, because people don't know that it's possible. They're so used to seeing things one way. And and I didn't I just a couple of years ago, I was telling one of my friends, I can't I can't retire. I don't have enough. You know, I got divorced and just a whole lot of things happened financially. And I was like, I'll never be able to retire. And I really I truly believe that. But mm-hmm. once I started working on my mindset and, and getting certified and working with my own coach, so many possibilities opened up because I saw other examples of what was possible. And so it's important that we keep this conversation going so that other people can say, oh, well, you did it. So I know I can do it. Absolutely. And one of the biggest things that I advocate for is we can d- define life on our terms. And that can be whatever it is for you, right? For me, it's flexibility of time. It doesn't mean I won't work my booty off on the days at the time I'm working, but I want to have my Fridays where they're open. Now that might mean I work or half a day or all day, but other Fridays I want to go do something with my husband or go to the beach or, you know, but I want to be able to schedule my time and I want to be able to have income potential where someone isn't just saying, if you work this many hours, you get this much income, right? Because now we're tying time to money. So me, I think people need to understand that we can define life on our terms. We don't have to accept what's told to us or the job they say. We can go back and say, I would love to work with you, but this is what would work for me. Let's come together and figure out a way we could work together if we mutually really want this. You know, so for me, I think that's super important. And I don't think people, we don't give ourselves permission to understand that. Well, it's interesting you say that because what pushed me to leave my job, I had been talking about it. One of my friends was like, why don't you at least write your letter of resignation with the date? Because I kept kind of chickening out. And then out of nowhere, my manager came to me and said, I'm changing your work hours. I've been there for 16 years and she works nine to five thirty. I work seven thirty to four. 
And that way I could, well, COVID, I was working from home a lot, but I had clients. So it was like, get off my computer at four, log on with my clients right, right after that. Or, um, you know, and so she changed my hours and then things were opening back up and they were wanting me to come into the office more. And she's like, I want you here when I'm here, nine to five thirty. And it took me by such surprise. I just said, um, okay, let me see if I can rearrange a few things. Cause it came out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, and so she's, Oh, she said, your hours no longer work for me. And I was thinking to myself, well, those hours don't work for me. Nobody asked me what hours work for me. Um, so she went on vacation. When she came back, we had the conversation and I told her I would be open to working some days, those hours, but on other days I wasn't available. And she point blank was like, why? And I said, because my personal life is important and I have things set up in my life the way I like them and I want to keep them that way. And she said, we can't do it. So I said that I'm going to have to resign. So when I said I'm going to have to resign, she backpedaled, was like, no, no, let's try to work something out. But but the partners in the firm said, no way. Either she works nine to five thirty or whatever she can. They didn't say they were going to fire me. They just said that's your, her only option. Mm-hmm. So I said, if that's my only option, I'm leaving because. I just had to come to the realization that either I pick them or myself. And I literally looked at it. Are you going to step to one side or the other? Who are you going to choose? Was I afraid? Yeah, I was afraid, but I did it anyway because, I, you know, I just, I'm, I'm just willing to go all in on me. You know, I just believe that it's all going to work out. And if my business doesn't make a whole lot of money right away because I know I will. I'll get a part time job or I'll do something on the side. I don't know. I know how to. I know how to take care of myself. Right. So I, I really want people to understand that it doesn't have to be all or nothing. It doesn't have to be where the job said you have to do this and you just say, oh okay, because I got to keep my job, and then you feel so bad about yourself inside. That is the worst feeling when you don't show up for you. Well, you know, what was in there, what you just said was, if a company or a person in your life is not valuing you and seeing your worth, which what you just told me was that company that you worked for did not put your value and worth above set hours. And I am with you. When a company starts showing that, that they don't value the employee as a person greater than this thing that they're going to be, they're not going to be flexible about. That's where the ringer in our heads need to start going off. And we say, hold on here. I've put 16 years in and they can't even let me have slight flexibility in my schedule enough to the point where they would be okay with me leaving. To me, that says your inflexibility is more important or your little schedule than me as a valuable employee to this company. So to me, that is a big signal that it's time to find another home, right? Whether it's in a company or on your own. Totally, totally. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's important for people to start realizing is we don't have to just say, okay. And if we feel trapped because a company or a person is forcing us into a corner without any regard to what is good for us, right? Whether it's because of our mental health, our joy, our juggling of other obligations, because we all do have other obligations, right? Whether it's family or 
caring for maybe a sick parent, whatever it is, they need to take that into consideration. And I think more companies are now, but some professions and some companies are not. Totally, totally. I mean, it was an old school law firm, very patriarchal. And, um, you know, it's kind of like, do what we say or else. And, you know, they're, like I said, they're, they're just very old school. And I realized that that wasn't the job for me anymore. I had overstayed my welcome. It was, you know, that we all come to a point, whether it happens in two years or 10 years, yeah. where we know, okay, it's time. It's time. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think we just have to, we might know it, you know, subconsciously, or we even start thinking it, but we have to just figure out like, what would be the, so I think that's also important. What would really be the worst thing would happen is if, if I stepped away from this job, to your point. Is it that I have enough money in the bank for a couple months in case I need to get another job or do my own thing? Is it, you know what, like you said, I could take on a, I could work retail. I could do, there's so many other jobs I could probably step into, even if it's not my permanent thing to mm-hmm. like, supplement my income that would at least give me a new perspective and let me try something else and get out of that place that I know I need to move out of. Totally, totally. And I, I think that this is a journey we should be on for our entire lives. Yeah. Um, I, I just think to get in one, to be in one, I mean, it's so old school to be in one job and stay there forever. You know, younger people, they totally get that. They'll right. switch in a, in a minute. But a lot of us that are maybe like 10 years from retirement, 20, right. 15 years from retirement, start to become afraid. They tell themselves because of their age, you know, nobody will hire them, which I've heard from people, friends and people I'm around all the time. Nobody's going to hire you at your age, whatever. I, 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 I mean, to me, if you think that way, then they won't. Right. That's right. So it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Absolutely. So let me ask you. So two things that I love that we sort of talked about, but not directly are how do we encourage other people to stop playing small and then see the possibilities that are right in front of them or could be in front of them? Yeah, I, with, with my clients, we start with desire and I love that word. Like I don't use the word goal or anything. It's desire. What do you desire deep in your soul? Not the thing that you think you should do or you have to do or pays a certain amount of money or makes sense, but what do you desire? And so I ask people to really lean into that. And then look for examples of people that show up in that way or are doing the thing that you really want to do. Even if you think there's no way in hell, because I certainly thought there's no way in hell I can pay my mortgage and, you know, quit my job, whatever, and, and run a business as a single person. Because I used to think, well, I had a husband, like I was married almost 20 years. So it was like, oh, if I had a husband to, to have my back, then I could do it. But it's like, no, we have to dream. We have to allow. And then look for examples and then put yourself in the room with people that are doing what you want to do, that have been on a similar journey that can show you the way. And and that's what I've really done. I've paid to be in the room with people that are multiple steps ahead of me. You know, that's why I got certified by the school I did met so many other coaches that are doing amazing things. But then I've connected with other communities too. Like for my book I'm writing, I connected with a totally different community and 
paid to do a three-day book writing intensive. So sometimes we just have to step out of our comfort zone. And if you need somebody to hold your hand, that's what community is for. You know, and I believe we have to be very intentional about finding community and being willing to invest in it. Because I hear so many people say, well, I haven't met the right group or I haven't. They're not going to come knock on your door. They're just just not. You know, you have to go out and search for it and and involve yourself with all different types of people. That's that's really how you grow and move into different circles and arenas. And I believe there's no dream too big. There's if you have the dream, God put it put it in your heart and soul for a reason. And that's the other thing I tell my clients. If you really have that dream, and most people have had those dreams for most of their life, Mm -hmm. that was your destiny. That's what you're destined to do anyway. You've just been shutting down that voice because of society and because what parents or teachers or employers or friends or whatever have told you you should do. And so it's, it's time to tap into your own heart and your own desires. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I think what you said about community is so important. I've had conversations many times with people, and I think the thing I love most is, one, you're right, we have to go seek it out. I mean, it has to be like this, like you said, that burning desire. If we want to do that thing so much, or we think we do, write the book, start the business, whatever it might be, take the trip. One, we have to be like, okay, now I have to find like-minded people that are trying to also go through this process. Two, I mean, so one, you need people that are beyond your step, right? So we need kind of mentors or coaches or people that have already been where we're at to work with. Two, we need people kind of at our same level so we can share in the successes, but also share in the, this is the challenge I'm going through. And then we also need people that are coming behind us, right? That we can mentor and we can help as they're getting brought along. So I think that's super important is we do, we need to start intentionally surrounding ourselves with people that are making things happen in whatever it is we're trying to make happen in that we, you know, that's how we make connections. That's how we grow. And we build our audience too, is how can I serve those groups? You know, how can I be a part of these things? Right. And then the other thing you said about, um, Oh, just, yeah. Like if it's on your heart, I so agree. And Mark Batterson, I've talked about him many times, um, pastor from DC that's written many books, but he talks about, that if the dream, if you can do the dream on your own, like, you know, you need to go after the big, right? The God-given dream, like the one that will take more than just your effort to make it happen. Yes. But I think we're scared to sometimes go after that one because we think, there's no way, like, I don't even know how I would do it, right? But, but then we push it away because we're scared. We're afraid. Instead of saying like, no, I know this is on my heart and I know this is what I'm called to do. And I don't know how I'll do it, but I know I need to start moving towards it. And and the important thing which you just said about being afraid, you should be afraid right. because it's totally new. It's totally outside of your comfort yeah. zone. It's something that you never experienced before, but fear doesn't mean stop. Right. It, to me, fear means you're expanding. You're going outside of your comfort zone, which is where you want to go anyway, because otherwise you're just repeating the same life, the same thing over and over again. Oh. Yeah, so good because I think you're right. I think so many times the reason people feel, I think, so lonely or down or unfulfilled in their lives, they feel 
like it's so monotonous is because they, they're doing exactly what you're talking about. They get stuck in routine. They get stuck in a rut because they're not expanding themselves. They're not growing and they're not trying new things. The new thing can be everything from going and meeting a new group, going to a new restaurant. It can be like, I'm going to learn a new skill, whatever it is, but we have to keep growing. If we're not growing, you know, we're not thriving and then we're going to wilt. Right. And so I think it's so important that we. I like what you said about going to a new restaurant and doing new things, because to me, that's fun. You know, it's like I was saying to my sister, let's start experimenting with some like she's new to plant based eating. And I'm like, let's just explore different plant based restaurants. And, you know, it's like that can be fun. People think it has to be like this huge thing. No, it could just be trying a new a new restaurant or a new city that's the next you know city over. I don't know. It, it doesn't have to be expensive or extreme. That's right. Well, and one of my favorite words, and I've had plenty of conversations since I started the podcast. Well, even before that, is curiosity. In mm. the reason for this, if we just allow ourselves to have curiosity about everything, right? And this is how kids are. This is how a kid naturally is. The problem is, is we stop letting ourselves be this. But when we're naturally curious, instead of thinking about it as fear or not fear, but, oh, I heard about this new restaurant. It sounds interesting. Like, oh, I'm curious. Let me go try it out. Oh, I've heard about Canva, whatever it was. Let me go figure out what that's about. And if I don't understand it, let me help. But I think we too much think about fear instead of being curious. Like what would happen if I stopped, you know, on the sidewalk and watched the sunset from here? What would happen if I tried a banana, if I'm, you know, like you said, plant-based, and added it to my smoothie or to my, but if we just stopped thinking about fear so much and started thinking about being curious, yeah. I think all these opportunities or these new experiences start seeming, seem, ex, I mean, sorry, they start to seem exciting instead of so fear-based. Totally. I get so excited about the smallest things that things, you know, could be really small to people, but I, I am an extremely curious person by nature. Uh-huh. Um but I think it, it adds a lot of fun to your life. Yeah. If you can look at the small things in a different way um, and, and not just just be willing to kind of take that jump. Because some people, like a friend of mine mentioned to me yesterday, she said, it's different for everybody. She said she was saying about me leaving my job. She's retired. But she was saying some people want to stay busy and travel. She said, me, I like my home. I like being home. To me, that would be torturous to just sit around the house. And I don't know. I mean, she keeps herself busy. But her point was that not everything is for everybody. But find your thing. Find your thing. And the other thing people will say, too, uh, that's very limiting is, well, I've never done that before. Okay. That's the perfect time to try. That's right. Absolutely. But what you never did it before, that it doesn't mean anything. That's no indication of what you'll do in the future. Right. And well, and I think you, when we talked about connection earlier, I think kind of ties in with this, which is if you don't have somebody that's willing to try some of these new things with you, whether it's, you know, a restaurant, go on a hike, a new place, try a new business thing. Like you, you were talking about, you know, we do need to find groups, but there's yeah. also groups for all the fun things. And we shouldn't, in other words, we shouldn't just go, oh, well, none of my friends want to do that. Well, that's not that's not a reason not to do it. It just means you might need to expand your circles to find people that want to try those things or do these these other things. 
Totally. When I first um, got divorced, meetup.com, I don't know if you ever heard of it, but I did so many things with meetups. Those That's a way for you to, um, and for people that aren't familiar, you should look it up. It's a way for you to find groups of people that have various interests and nobody knows each other until you go to the first meetup. So I did hiking meetups. I did like one plant-based one where they did try different restaurants. So I, I didn't know those. I didn't know those people, but we all had that in common. And that was our interest of whatever the top they had fishing and golf and people that like to just party. And I mean, you name it, they have it. And so that's a perfect way to kind of put your toe in and, you know, just step out and experiment. Absolutely. I think it's definitely a great resource. So let me ask you this, how I know two of the topics that you help you know, your clients with, along with obviously just overall coaching and kind of how can they possibly start a business. But one is money mindset. And the other is even how, in a smaller way, how our style kind of connects with our brand and how we feel. So do you have a couple things you want to maybe mention to us about how do we step up both of those areas? Well, when it comes to money, it's important that we be willing to do money in a different way and open our minds to other possibilities. Because right now, a lot of people say to me, well, that's what my parents told me, or that's what I learned when I was growing up. This is a a different time. And one of the things that I heard someone say that really freed me, and that was, debt is neutral. That blew my mind. I was like, what, what? Debt is neutral? It's just a circumstance. How do you want to think about it? There, there are people that have run for president and been in big debt. You know, nobody cared about their debt. We put these limits on us and we think that we have to live in a certain way and we can and can't do things because of the amount of money we make or where we live or all of these things. It's important when it comes to money mindset to give yourself permission to do it your way. And that was a major transformation for me. And then the other thing I find with women is that we don't know as a whole, we don't know how to receive. So we're such giving creatures. We want to give, 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 but we don't know how to receive. And so when you want to improve your money mindset, you have to be open to receiving because if you're not, you're going to push away any opportunities to have more money, make money, um, or change your circumstances. And so um, I I had a money book club for a while, so I talked to so many women about the topic of money, and we just have so many hangups that were given to us, that were passed down. And so I just um, asked people to explore what their money can look like and ways they can spend the money, money that brings them joy. the other thing is you don't have to only pay bills. That's not what your money is for. You have to set aside money to enjoy yourself, no matter no matter how much you make, no matter what level that's on. Um, and then the other thing that I learned for myself is I worked with a money coach a few years ago. And a lot of people give this advice, but I don't agree with it. And that is to save, 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 scrimp, scrimp, scrimp. Don't buy, don't eat out. Don't buy your lattes. You know, you hear that all the time about the latte factor and all this stuff. What about 
make more money. Right. What about saying, I'm not going to stop spending money. I'm going to start making more money. Right. That's, that's then, how you turn things around. Yeah. How can I learn how to make more money? That's, that's where your energy could really serve you to go in that direction. Yeah. You no. Know? Um, and then as far as style, you know, first impressions mean a lot. And for me, I, and this is around my, growing when it comes to money, I had seen this photographer in my area who took beautiful pictures. Um, and I really wanted to work with her. Every time I looked at the price, I was like, oh, I can't do that. My line used to be, I can't justify that. Yeah. You know, that's what I used to always, I can't justify that. And then there was a stylist that I, that I saw online a lot. I thought stylists were only for rich people. Mm-hmm. I really did. Yeah. So I was like, I'm not rich. I'll never work with a stylist. I decided after becoming a coach and really working on my mindset, I'm going to make enough money in my business to pay that photographer and that stylist. And that's exactly what I did. And the stylist working with her, it was like personal development, like on steroids. Because we identify ourselves by how we dress and how we show up. And I used to wear a lot of black and white. And I thought, you know, sophisticated and corporate and all this stuff. But I always loved bright colors. But I just thought they're not practical. You know how we think. You know, they're not practical. They don't necessarily go with a lot of things. And so um, in preparation for meeting with the stylist, she asked me, like, if you could have any style, like, what would it be? And I went on Pinterest and I started looking at pictures and I would admire people that were dressed colorfully, but I didn't think I could do that. And so I sent her these images and the pictures were so amazing. I could just cry, but, but stepping into it was hard. I mean, it was really hard. She had me trying things on because because of COVID we did like a virtual zoom try on session. And she would tell me to put certain things together. And I'm like, I can't, that doesn't go together. Like I was having some serious mental drama. And so the the thing that people can apply to their lives is sometimes we see ourselves in one way, but people see us in a totally different way. And if we can learn to see ourselves through the lens of others, they can help us to step out of our comfort zone because she, she knows what, looks good on my body type she knows what colors what styles will cut so I wore those things for my photo shoot even though like individually I liked them all but I kept saying that's not me that's not me but then when I saw myself in the pictures I was like oh my god that is me you know and it I have clients now who are scheduling their photo shoots, mm-hmm. who are working, you know, with stylists. And I, I actually had a stylist come into my group coaching program and talk about your image yep. and how within the first few seconds of people viewing you, they already judge you by what's on the outside. Yep. And so as much as we want people to get to know us inside, they won't get to that point if we don't if we don't kind of call them in with the way we present ourselves. So it is such, so important when it comes to your personal development. 
Um, and it's not superficial at all. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my gosh. First of all, let me say, say that I've seen all of your, well, all the photos you've shared and they are fierce and you look amazing. So it was a hundred percent worth your money and a hundred percent. You just look amazing in those photos. So I agree with you. I think everybody at some point should do a photo shoot. I'm actually due for one because I haven't done one in a couple of years for, you know, like online photos and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I, I do. It makes all the difference. And once, you know, the, the old adage that says, um, you know, like dress how you want, where, like where you're going or what you're yeah. trying to do. It's actually true right now. That doesn't mean you have to wear a suit. You right. might be someone that's flowy and light colors or whatever it is. You just need to dress for where you're trying to go, who you're trying to, you know, who you are. But I mean, and so that is actually really important to your point. You know, don't wear sweats on all your Zoom calls if that's not what you're trying to convey. Totally, totally. And and I like to talk to people about their future self. Like, who is the woman you are becoming? That's right. Become her now. Yeah. Show up as her now. 100%. And, and it's magical I, I don't know if you've seen how I have my magic wand and that's why I call myself, well, I call myself the fairy godmother of life coaching because the work we do, the work I do with my clients is truly magical. Yeah. And so it's, it's like, you got to step into the magic. You have to like dream. Like when you were a kid and you, you know, saw all these things that you wanted and you wanted to dress up like the princess or, or whatever, however you want to dress up. Yeah. We should do the same thing now, you Absolutely. know, like get dressed up just because. Absolutely. Just, just because I even ended up buying these sparkly, glittery um, platform shoes. I can hardly even walk in them, but I sure look <laughs> cute when I put them on. And when I bought them, I didn't even know why. Spirit just said the wand was one thing. It was not intentional. It right. just was like you're becoming sparkly. And right. so the shoes and the wand. And it's like, that's how you have fun in life. Absolutely. You know, you know, this wand, I think costs like $4.99, but every time I pull it out on a call, first of all, people love it. They smile. I use it in my photo shoot and people, it's like, you just bring a little joy to your life. So imagine I've even had people reach out to me and say, can I get a wand? I want a wand, you know? (laughs) And so it's just magical. That's the only way I can describe it. Absolutely. Well, and I think um, the point you sort of bring up is I think sometimes we think we need, we, we don't give our permission ourselves permission to buy the thing that for whatever reason, super, I mean, makes us super excited or it makes us feel like a little yeah. kid again, because we think, Oh, that's not practical. Yeah. Your point. I am in a household of all men and boys, right? So even my dog's a boy. So I have my husband and three sons, like, and they're all teenagers or grown. Let me tell you, I like some sparkly girl stuff, right? Cause I, there's none of it in my house. As far as that's concerned, I don't have a little girl to dress up. So I'm with you. I have a couple of wraps that have fur collars and a, you know, a jacket that has a big, huge collar. You know, I don't wear that every day, but to your point, ooh, when I do wear it, right. It's like, Ooh, that's special. That's soft and yeah. luxurious. Yeah. I mean, like permission for that stuff. Right. One of the um, outfits that I wore in my photos was a turquoise, deep turquoise faux fur coat. Mm-hmm. I, I love it, but I yeah. would have never on my own pick that out. Right. But for somebody to say, I think you'll look good in this. Mm-hmm. And then you put it on and it's like, wow, 
Right. I'm amazing. I, is this me? I never even yeah. saw myself in that way. You know, it just, yeah. it, it does a lot for your spirit. It does. Well, and one thing I will note when we're talking about style, most people look good in jewel tones, just an FYI, all skin tones. They're just those color, that, that family of colors just look really good on everybody. You know, your purples and your deep blues and aquas and greens and all. Um, right. Anyway, so I find those are usually really good default colors for most people. But so let me ask you, what uh, last words of encouragement or, you know, just words of inspiration would you like to share with the listeners or tell us about any other, you know, how faith's played out in your life, how you were able to step into this journey before we find out how they can reach you online? Well, I, I came up with this acronym for faith and it's fully anticipate it to happen. And so no dream is too big or too small. All you have to do is step into it like you know, like you know, like you have the faith. And and I know for me, I used to think, what does that mean, faith? You know, like intellectually, it makes sense, but how do you embody it? Mm-hmm. And so the way I explain it to my clients is it's like having... Um, it's like believing in the unseen. Yes. So, you know, I'm holding this wand or I'm holding my cell phone. You can see it. So you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She has a wand and a cell phone. But what about those things that you can't see, right. that you that you know you desire? And they're on the way. And that's part of the magic, too. Just step into your faith and fully anticipating it to happen. So don't don't give energy to the voice that says, but this, but I can't, I don't know, I should. Quiet those voices and just say, it's coming, it's on the way. And that's what I've done through every step of this journey because so many things I've done didn't make sense to other people. Right. It, it didn't. And in some ways it didn't make sense to me either, but it doesn't have to because I say, God told me to leave my job. And 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 I view myself as a more spiritual person, but you know, just just step into it. That's that's the only way I can say it. Shaking, afraid, the whole thing. Just step into your faith. And if you don't have any faith, start to grow some faith and test it out with small things. Right. You know, just claim what you claim your desires and assume it's on the way. That that's really what I would say. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think that's that's a thing we'll wrap up with before we um, find out how to reach you. But is that you know at some point we just have to make a choice: Am I going to step into the world and be the person that I know deep down I want to be? Am I going to make those little choices? Am I going to choose the mindset that helps me see that I can try these things? I can. There are possibilities. Or am I going to stay where I've been, where I've been stuck, and then I haven't been willing to try new things? So I think that's super important. So Gail, let me ask you, how can people connect with you online, learn more about, you know, everything you have to offer? And I know coming up, you have a new book that you're going to be releasing. So tell us how we can connect with you. Everything for me online is under Gail Keys Allen. So Instagram, I'm really ramping up my Instagram. And um, so reach out to me on there. I'm starting a close friends list where I'm going to be like sharing all my inside information on Instagram, but my website is Gail Keys Allen. Um, Facebook, 
you can friend me. My personal page is kind of like my my page where I share everything. And I do have a book coming out. I love vision boards, but I think that a lot of us only create the pretty pictures and forget about the rest of the process. And so my book is called Take Your Vision Off the Board, How to Live Out What You Cut Out, Manifest Your Desires, and Live Life on Purpose. And it's so in alignment with what we talked about today. And it's coming out probably in September or so, but if you get on my mailing list, you'll certainly hear about it. Oh, and there's one other thing. Um, I've started a daily email, so I've committed to sending an inspirational email every day for the next year. And it's kind of like messages from my soul to yours. So I encourage people to get on the mailing list and I send out quotes and inspiration and different ways to kind of look at life. Awesome. I love it, Gail. Thank you so much for all your, well, for your sharing your story and for your knowledge and just bringing your magic and all your enthusiasm. I loved it. Thank you so much for being with us. I really enjoyed the conversation. Thanks for the invitation. Oh my gosh. I just love Gail. When I first connected with her, with her online, I didn't even know her, but I knew that I would immediately take a liking to her and I did. So I just want to remind you that today's conversation will, I hope will help you remember that we need to go after what lights us up, what makes us feel good. We need to be honest about our desires and we need to claim them. And we need to, as Gail pointed out, to fully anticipate it to happen, the things we want. And as she talked about, we need to believe in the things that are unseen, not just seen in this world. And I hope like her that you can find the magic that's all around you in your life and stop playing small and go after the life that you want and make sure that people aren't taking both either advantage of you or if they're underappreciating you, find a place that they will appreciate you for all the things that you bring to the world and to your career and to the people around you. I hope you have a great day. I think we do need to know what we want in order to define life on our terms. And we have to be willing to break the past scripts so that we can move into better and more beautiful and amazing things. Join our Facebook group called Building a Life You Love, where we will provide additional encouragement, motivation. We will answer questions And we will just give you more resources and support along your journey to define life on your terms and go after your dreams and find work that lights you up. And if you enjoyed the show, we'd love it if you'd subscribe and leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you have ideas for the show or guests that you'd like to recommend, I'd love to hear from you. So DM me on Instagram at Kristen Fitch. Or you can email me from the website. Thanks so much. And thanks again for listening in. Until next time, have a great week.